This is Eric Senich, host of Booked on Rock. Join me for deep dive discussions on the greatest artists, albums, and songs in classic rock with the authors who've written all about them. You look at Joey Ramone. He just looked like a weird dude, but he had this unbelievable voice. He sounded like Elvis. Beggar's Banquet transported me. It scared me. It excited me. John was deeply moved and revolutionized by Yoko. Find Booked on Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or just go to bookedonrock.com. I've got don't back down and stuck in my head right now. Hurt. Oh, from Mammoth WVH. Yeah. Lots of earworms. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to it uh, just before we came on. Nice. Um, yeah. they. Got- I love, we, you know, there, there's, there are a few songs on there that I can just listen to anytime. That's, that's the thing with the album you can listen to it and then you can listen to it again some some songs you know they overplay it overplay it overplay it but uh these songs when you listen to them like john was saying it just kind of grows on you every time you yeah. listen to the song it's like oh i didn't notice this or oh this is a, something new because there's just so much going on in the song especially if you have headphones on you can really you know distinguish all the different instruments and, and everything that's going on right i know yeah yeah i'll tell you the ones that i love Epiphany. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mammoth. Yep. Um, Think It Over. Yep. Uh, Let's see. I mean, I love all of them, but I know there's another one. But like Circles, maybe? Yeah, Circles. You'll be the one. I would say my number one pick, though. I've got to say it's Think It Over. Yeah, Mammoth Two. Yeah, yep. I my it changes every every other day. Uh, my whole thing changes. Like I I I like it depends on my mood. Sometimes I just want to rock out. Sometimes I want to be introspective. But it, that's yep. what I like the songs are all over the place. Interestingly enough, Todd, you know, somebody that Todd well Todd kind of knows. Wolfgang Klassen's birthday is today, and we're talking about Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh, there's that we know a Wolfgang. Um, He's a guitar player, singer, saxophone player, saxophone player. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that saxophone, there was like saxophone. I don't know. They're called like saxophone bombs, but this guy would show up. He was just wearing like jeans, no shirt and the saxophone. And he had long curly hair and he would just run into places and start playing careless whisper. Yeah. (laughs) On saxophone. It was like a, it was like a saxophone bomb. He'd come in, play and then leave. Yeah, he just bomb versus various places. Wolfgang learned to play that on the saxophone, so he could do that. That's cool. Just because that is cool. He's a really good guitar player. That guy. Just yeah. on a side note, Sean, if you notice, if you if you go back to um, to Epiphany, if you listen to the beginning, yeah. it almost sounds that sounds like a beginning intro to one of the Dome songs that we do. So when you get a chance, just listen to it and just see if it's. Uh, I was going to go and look. Well, I know to our... Wolfgang's a huge fan of Dome. I'm sure. I mean, come oh, on. yeah. <laughs> Dome. Hey, I got that other Van Halen book. I finally found it. Michael Christopher Van Halen: The Eruption and the Aftershock. Nice. That is due out October one. And I should be able to be able to talk to the 
author that one through backbeat on October 1st. All right. I was obsessing over that. I had to get, I had to find out. All right. All right. Let's move on. So yeah. Who's dome. Don't that's me and Todd's band. Yeah. Oh, that's your band. Okay. Our old band. <laughs> did you back ever get, day. did you ever listen to our stuff? No, I got to hear it. Uh, I might have a copy I could probably send you if you email me your address. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Send I it. think you still prefer the disc, don't you? Over the stream. Because uh, we have it streaming too on uh, SoundCloud. Either. Either's fine. Yeah, we get taught. Either actually, all, all of our music is on, I, on my SoundCloud page. I put all of me and Todd's stuff on there. So Dome uh, and other various bands we've been in over the years. Everything's on. There. Okay, cool. I'll cool. send you the link. It yeah. no was was special though. That was like it was heavy, but Todd and I are not really heavy guys. <laughs> like we're not heavy. Yeah, guys, we, we, we put our we put our eighties spin on the uh, heavy yeah. metal. Uh, yeah, we definitely did. Type new new uh, gent music or I don't know how you call it. Yeah, it was it was kind of gent. It had some genty elements to it, but and I changed my vocal completely to match the music so that's not how i normally sing too yeah so it i don't know it was it was fun but it not, was uh, definitely want to hear it yeah a rare opportunity for four people to write music together as opposed to just the guitarist brings a song in and everyone just learns to play it like it wasn't like that at all so cool all right you well, the, down thing? let's do this yeah let's uh i got my list you guys have your list yeah you yep. got it ready I got it ready. Right. Probably a better Van Halen news desk, something for yeah. uh, for the albums here. I think somewhere here we go. Yeah, we got some. We got something on the album. We got some good stuff. Right. So in some of the yeah, I'll, I'll give off some of the some of the cool trivia from you all probably yeah from you, Van Halen you, news desk. Yeah, you must have already wrote an article. No, John Scanlon wrote. And did you write one? On no, no, because th- there was a great one done years ago that Jeff put up. So I, I don't recall. I think he did some of it. He collaborated with others, but you'll see it up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on there right now. You will see it. Yeah, man. A lot of good stuff. So a lot of good stuff. Now, here, well, here's a question though. Yeah. Do we consider um do we consider intruder as part of Pretty Woman? No, that's separate. Yeah. You want to do separate? I okay, treated separate. it separate. And uh little guitars intro I treated separately as well. Yeah, same ah, way. so I got it. I got it. Okay. So mm. I want I want to open. There's um there's a, a podcast that I started listening to. I'll do another shout out here because that's what I tend to overdo. Uh, shout it out, Loudcast. Uh, they're, oh, I love to listen every week. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. those guys are great, man. I just oh, they're great. Them. They were on uh, Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast. Yep. And I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Are kind of entertaining. So I went and listened to the show and. Their opinions on Kiss are probably closer to mine than Pot of Thunder is. I disagree with every Pot of Thunder commentary on the Kiss songs <laughs> exclusively. Like every time they love a song, I hate it. You should be on there as a debater. Oh, uh, I hey, if you guys are listening, but um, yeah, great, great podcast. I listen to every episode. Point counterpoint, and yeah. and and uh, yeah, Chris Jericho is a, a friend of their friend of theirs he's he's yeah. uh, he's been on a few times more than a few times he's great oh yeah and they, yeah they're, they're very very honest and they they tell it like it is and and they remind me of of me and my friend mike in college like just the the, the inside jokes and the the jerky yeah. boys references <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah it, it it's really yeah. good like I, I i like the show maybe i disagree with them but it is entertaining right yeah That's, oh yeah at the end of the day they just posted an episode 
for one of their one of their podcasts. They, they call them the podcast fans or whatever. And uh, someone who's who's terminally ill. And uh, yeah. that I would really like to get my because they they don't do kiss anymore. They do just whatever listener requests. And uh, this guy's terminally ill. And he said, I'd really like it if you guys, you know, did an episode on the song that I picked. So they said, well, screw this. We have to like, how can we not? So they did uh, Jay Giles band uh, centerfold for that guy. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It, it brought the tears to my eye that they did yeah. like that. Yeah, like, no, I know. They're, they're really cool. And they're really yeah. appreciative of the people that listen. No, they are. And um, yeah, they, uh, they did, they did an episode on OU812, which is in there somewhere. Look for that one. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Really good. Yep. All right. So cover. All right. Diver down. What? Cover. What's your team? Yep. Oh, on the cover. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not among their best. Um, Probably the least expensive to make. Yeah, least expensive <laughs> to make. Could they have come up with a better idea? Sure, but they didn't have a whole lot of time. As you probably know, this, oh, this yeah. album was was rushed because yeah. of the success of Pretty Woman. They, yeah. they put Pretty Woman out there just to keep their name out there. And Fair Warning did okay commercially, even though it's many consider their best album, which I agree. Uh, but they needed to get a hit out there. So they got pretty woman did doing really well. And, uh, so now they got to, you know, finish this album quickly. So I think the album, the album cover, I mean, it, it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not one of their best. I will I, say, I would say on a scale of one to 10, I would give it a, um, I'll give it a five. Todd, what, what's your opinion on the cover and rating? I, I yeah I I basically probably about the same because the other all the other covers had their pretty much their pictures on it with this one here was just kind of a generic if you were to look at it from far away it's like uh okay what is that if you're not a Van Halen fan you would never know but because yeah. you know that you know that's one of their albums uh the red I mean that's the whole thing is is to be eye catching when you're when you're diving so I mean I dive so when you have one of those flags up that's basically to tell you know the boaters you know stay away from here well, I don't want my head chopped off by your you know right your outboard motor <laughs> so wait so right. is that really the connection then to diver down like in the cover is that yeah that's the flag is, that they yep. that they usually post right above where you're where you're diving sweet um i actually yeah. like it i know it doesn't have the the faces and it doesn't have you know david lee doing a split or something but to me finding it like if if you look from a purely marketing perspective and you're flipping through, you know, albums at the, you know, at Sam, the record man or, or whoever you're, you're Sam Goody or whatever. And you're flipping through. I remember seeing that one and I'd stop, even though I had it, I would stop. Yeah. Would, it gets your attention. It yeah. gets your attention. Yeah. So in terms of that, I give it a seven out of 10 because it stands out. It's catchy. What is this? Who is this? And then you flip the album around and really the cover could have been, you know, whatever's on the back, but it doesn't really matter. Like it caught your attention and it achieved what it needed to achieve. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was the, the back of it is really cool. That shot of, of Van Halen performing. Yeah. I think it's in Florida when that was when they were opening for the stones for the tattoo you tour. That's a great shot. Yeah. On the back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the international symbol, that stripe it's an international signal that it's hoisted on a boat when, when a diver has it, gone overboard. So I learned something. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, I still would say a five. I mean, it's so, you know, the, the Van Halen covers as a whole, you know, I, I guess I, a lot of people hate the 5150 cover. I love that cover. Again, um, it stands out. What the hell is this? Yeah. You know, it, like designed to get your attention. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My favorite Van Halen cover is probably OU812. I have no idea why. Wow, the Meet the Beatles thing, right? I, Alex had that idea to have that uh, the four guys. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just I don't know. It cover. just yeah. I like interesting. It All right, yeah. Mine's fair warning. All it's right, good. it's just weird off the wall, dark. <laughs> what's yeah. what's your dark? Favorite? What's your fave? Fa- favorite Van Halen album cover. Uh, I, the first that comes to mind is Fifty One Fifty. Um. But that's also your, that was like more your intro album too. Right, right. right. So there's a connection to it. Yeah. So there's that connection. So let me go. So that was your intro to to Van Halen was with, with Sammy Hagar. It was was even with Dave. It wasn't with Dave. My, my uh, older brother had the cassette of 5150 and my friends kept talking about Van Halen. And then on uh, Christmas Eve of 1988, I popped in 5150 on cassette and I had a choice between that and 0812 and you may have had 1984. But that cover grabbed me and I put it in and I was blown away. I played it twice, finished it, flipped the cassette over, played it again. Uh, And then from there, just, you know, got everything else and became a huge fan of of the Dave years. And and then I became just uh, at the one point there was just so great because it was Dave's solo stuff, which I loved and Van Halen with Sammy, which I loved. Yeah, it was all good, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just thinking, buddy. I think I guess it would be that 250 cover. I'm trying to think what else. I'm going through all of them in my head now. Yeah, I mean, most of them were usually simple and direct, like for unlawful carnal knowledge, just the logo. Yeah, no, I'll go with 5150 as my favorite. And and the guy on the cover is a local. He's a Connecticut guy from New Haven. That bodybuilder. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. That's interesting. I wonder how they come up with the idea to do that. Yeah, I don't know if there's even a specific story behind that. Well, it's but it's certainly on, symbolic. It is based on uh, Atlas holding the world on his shoulders. That's what. Right, right. And symbolic because, though of the band yeah. trying to <laughs> trying to hold that hold that uh, in the, holding the logo up above them. It's symbolic of the band having to try to maintain the, the band's legacy with the new singer. Yeah, it was a lot of expectation, a lot of weight on their shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to that track one. Reference. You guys ready for track one? We're not going to play the tracks, but yeah. Are we, so we're we gonna yes, we okay. We're so going we're just from, gonna go through. We're gonna go through them chronologically. We'll go through them. Yeah, we'll go through them chronologically. Offer your comments, and then when we're at the end, like we're ripping off shout it out loudcast. Thank you guys for the idea. But we're <laughs> going to um, we're we're gonna give our ratings for one through what is it twelve. Um, at the end, okay. so we'll kind of give okay. comments on each song okay. one at a time. So, all right, opens up with Hang 'em High. Uh, thoughts, opinions without giving away your oh, you know what? We can give our or we can give our counts at the same time. Let's just be uh, efficient. Is it hang where do we rank it? Right? Times gone. Oh, sorry, where have all the good times gone? You're right. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one here. I've got to make some because I I cheated or not cheated, but I uh, I lumped in intruder with pretty woman and i lumped in little guitars intro with little guitars so i'm going to make a little some adjustments here 
the, the guy with the guitar, the, the Van Halen guitars on the wall probably gets first. Sure. <laughs> I, I know you work for Van Halen News Desk. Come on. Look but he's guy. got the freaking things right behind him, man. He's got the, the EVH. We'll, we'll let him go first. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that obviously wasn't their tune. That was a Ray Davies tune, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's okay. It's kind of a, a good nostalgic tune, but it's not, it's definitely not one of my favorites. Uh, it, it doesn't really sound Van Halen. Like if you say, you know, is this Van Halen? No, but it does have the Van Halen-esque. Uh, you can tell they've, they've, they've changed it. Yes. For, for, you know, it, and it sounds decent, but it's not, it's not one of my favorite tunes. And being the first one on the album, that's they that's how they usually do they usually go by their best and then just kind of work their way down <laughs> they work i don't know their way down work their filler, way down filler towards the end of uh the end of side two of an album yeah. so what's, what do you what do you rank this one todd In- uh well i've got a i've got a ranking a number ranking out of all of the but we're gonna do that at the end or do you want that now no, let's do it now let's do it now. okay well I, I put that on that. i put that on number eight Number eight. Number, number eight of, of 12, yeah. All okay. Right. All right. All right, so I'll offer, yeah, my, it's a good song. It's kind of a good opener. It kind of gives, you know, uh, the, the riff's pretty good. Um, the way that Dave is singing is kind of good. I, I like the drums on this album quite a bit. So, you know, as a drummer, like, I, I don't know. It just... It's it was really good for me. Is it the strongest song on the album? No, not really. It is a little middle of the road, so I rank that as my sixth favorite on the album. Where uh, what's your thoughts on the song and your ranking? Where have all the good times gone? Um, yeah, another cover, another Kinks cover by Van Halen. You really got me. Of course, the one that people remember most. This is it's a good cover. Eddie took a solo from an earlier unreleased song called "Young and Wild," which is cool. Not the best cover in Van Halen's catalog, but solid. I don't skip it whenever it comes up on my playlist. Yep. I'll, I'll give it a, 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 I'll put it at number nine. Number nine. Yep. All right. Uh, the second track is Hang em High. Okay. Hang, hang em High. Now, sure. can you hear the riff right now in your head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we, can't, we can't get this episode pulled for playing the song in our head no we're not gonna play it but but if we play it in our head we're okay if yeah, they could they if would if we mimic it with our bonk, 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 bonk. oh we're getting pulled <laughs> yeah we're getting pulled yeah. uh, uh we'll, we'll start with eric this time with so oh i'm going thoughts, okay yeah with thoughts on the song and your ranking all right hang them high yeah all right an extension of the band's early demo song called last night but the lyrics are different and much much better the lyrics, in my opinion, supposedly a tongue in cheek stab at Clint Eastwood. Oh, and I, I have always, always loved the lyric alone to himself. He's laughing up his sleeve, looking back in anger. The city is relieved visions, vision of light, child of the night passing by. That's so cool, man. Diamond Dave. Yeah. And Alex is absolutely killer on the drums here. Mm-hmm. Eddie's solo is flat out goosebump time. And he described it loose, fun and crazy. And that's what it was. Yep. So I put I give that a number. Uh, I rank it at number five. Number five. Yep. Todd. Wow. Five. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's it's a good driving tune. Uh, pure Van Halen style. Uh, it's just kind of get up and go. 
and he's uh, you know his his fingers are you know hammer-ons and pull-offs everywhere just his normal style it's a uh, very very good i actually ranked that one number two. Ooh, wow okay there's cowbell on that too yep uh as for me this song like you have where when you start off where are all the good times gone and you're like oh it's pretty good and then this kicks in you're like holy shit they kind of you, you kind of take a step back um i like everything about the song what eric said the lyrics are really fucking cool mm. um the even the bass is good in it. there's that little part where you go, yeah yeah michael like, anthony yep oh man there's yep. just like so many it's a showcase of everyone in this song and i like uh as a vocalist myself like he he's not singing parts he's he's talking but it's just cool he just sounds cool and eddie's guitar is just ridiculous it's like it's like did you invent shit for this song i I think you you probably did uh this is my number one like hands down number number one yeah cool you know what's interesting they make the video for pretty woman that had that old western style to it they could have made it that type of video for this song I would have much preferred this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I wish that they, this album had the production of like a Bruce Fairbairn balance production. It would have preferred. Been, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the production's a little thin. Yeah. On the yeah. entire album. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so disagree with that. N- not, not, not as, un- not as unkind to Michael Anthony as OU812, but <laughs> yeah. Thin. Yeah. Uh, the next song on the list is uh, Cathedral. Todd, I'm going to let Todd start with this one. You're up. You're the guitar. Uh, it's a very ear Todd of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're the king. You're a king, Todd. No. <laughs> uh, it's a very ear trippy tune uh, with the volume swells and delay. Um, I've I've experimented and played played that that style I, I bought one of those digital delay it was a pitch shifter from boss and uh when i had it because when i when i heard this tune i said how was he doing this and then when i heard how it was done i was like i, I gotta get one of these delay pedals and see if i can replicate that and uh and i did and it is trippy and you could you could just sit there for for hours just just noodling on top of of noodling and it just kind of you know it just kind of goes on and on and on but Todd, is it what he's doing? He's using his what is it, his index finger and thumb. You know what? I was going never back and forth on the volume knob. Yeah, I was never that proficient with doing that. So but I just that, like, the way he does it so steadily. Yeah, and the, just the rhythm of it. He he doesn't. It's mind blowing, right? Yeah, from a guitarist aspect, how he's doing it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I wasn't doing the volume swells. I was just kind of doing the actual the, the fingering and the way, right. was, the way the delays came out. But um, yeah, and, and some people I've seen them do them with a, with, a, with a volume pedal, like not so much with a guitar, but just by their foot. Ah, uh, can, be, can be done a couple of different like ways. Like a wah-wah but... sort of uh, deal? Like yeah, it's like with a wah-wah pedal, but it does volume? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. But I mean, Eddie, Eddie's very experimental and, and that was something that he did and it, it turned out very well and he it was it was a good tune very good tune it was very uh very catchy when i first heard it i was like well, what is he doing <laughs> which which is pretty much a lot of his music uh, all you, the tricks and stuff that he does i'm curious i'm, I'm on Ed, on pins and needles uh actually you know what Dan? i i rank number four okay okay yeah yeah that's high up eric 
I have it lower. I actually feel a little guilty not putting it as higher on the list. But I only put it lower just because it doesn't have any vocals. But besides that, it's, it's just stunning piece of music, perfectly titled. You feel like you're in the Church of Eddie. Yeah. Yep. And I, I put it at number We're all seven. in the Church of Eddie. <laughs> we are all in the Church of Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Number seven, I have it. Okay. Yep, seven. Um, for me, this song was... This was me growing up with music. And then when I remember Todd locking himself in his room or not locking, but closing the door to his room and trying to figure out what the fuck is Eddie doing here? And, and, and I, I remember I'd, I'd listen at the door and like, Oh, oh he's almost got, Oh, he doesn't have, Oh, he's almost got it. And just listening. And then <laughs> really, and then hearing you figure it out. And then I, I, I'm pretty sure you played cathedral on stage somewhere or is it maybe at a sound check or something or, or whatever at, at school or whatever it was. And I remember hearing you play that on stage and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> like this, this is the shit. Like that's when this was the song where you elevated to good guitar player to yeah. Todd's my guitar God right now. So I, wow, this, cool. I, rank, I rank this as three just for that experience and those memories like, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's better than that for me because it, tie, it ties into so many great memories for me. So it's number three for me. Wow. Wow. That's cool. I think you could walk away on that one, Todd. You can wow. just wrap it up, put the headphones down, and that's it. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> uh, the next. That's track. cool. Do you have any recordings of that? Uh, you know what? I When I first got, there was a couple of pedals that I had bought, and I sat down with, it was a Memorex tape. And I just hit, you know, record. And I was just kind of filling around with the dials because there's, uh, with this pitch shifter, you could have, you know, octaves. Uh, you could uh, you go an octave up, down, or if you if you went right, you know, close to the, the actual note that you're playing, it almost had a, a chorus type of an effect. And then you had the delay parts, and then you could, you know, you could you could strum something. Uh, hit the button, uh, put the uh, decay or whatever it is all the way up, and it, it would just keep going on and on and on and on and on. And you could play over it. I, there were just so many things uh, that I was experimenting with. I'll send you a copy. Eric. No, no, don't oh, send yeah. him. A copy. <laughs> I have a copy. No, I'd love like, to hear it. What was oh like, man, it was like twelve or thirteen. I don't know. I was. I have old. tons of cassettes yeah. of Todd playing oh, that I've converted to MP3. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a big Todd fan. That was the yeah. Uh, that was the early days. Yeah. Yeah, but that that that's that's cool as shit. And I mean, this song means that means so much to me because of that. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I some mistakes, but there was a lot of just just trying to figure out stuff. But you did the Eddie thing. You just you know close the door to your room, go in your room, and just figure shit out. Like you did that all the time. Like Eric, I don't I don't know if you you haven't really heard Todd play, but he would go no. in his room and he would be in his room from when he got home from school, and he'd fall asleep in bed with a guitar like. You know, wow you know like he wasn't just a, a jabroni you know oh i want to play some ben hill tunes no 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 todd was a master and a student yep studied it yep <laughs> yeah. student yeah so uh the next song after this is uh secrets it's almost like he wasn't in the room we're just talking about him he's like guys i'm right here <laughs> am i getting red right over here I'm getting right over here, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it could get bad like you know todd's a master. I just can't take the guy anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, what, what, what do we ne- what do we got our, next? Uh, secrets. Secrets. Oh yeah, secrets. So th- this is one of those songs where I always forget the name of the song, and I always have to go back. Oh, that's this song, because I don't think he really says. Uh, secrets secrets like in the song like there's no uh, i always so i right. pick up and go oh this song um i'm gonna go first on this one if you guys don't mind sure um this is my number two song on the album oh I, I love it it's pretty it's beautiful i like what eddie's doing with the guitar there's like a few harmonics going on in there and just the, his rhythm like he's underestimated as a ryth- rhythm player he's they always talk about his leads, his leads, his rhythm playing is solid on here. And uh, there's just a whole groove, a whole vibe. You just want to sit around the campfire and sing along. Yeah, this this hits every mark for me. Uh, should, should have been a single. Yeah. I'm up next. Yeah, I'd say it should have been a single. It's as close as we get to a ballad from the Dave era, right? Yeah. And this Never one, been. Woman in Love from the second album, I'll yep. Wait from 1984. Yep. But I love that Dave got the lyrics after reading greeting and well cards or get well cards while he was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Eddie actually wanted this to be on fair warning, but oh. the band gave it the thumbs down. I think it would have worked. Well, I think the, the, the problem was it, it wouldn't have worked with the rest of the songs in fair warning. So I guess it was a right call, but it, it, I think it works well here. Uh, Eddie uses the Gibson double neck 12 string. That right. Yeah. The model Jimmy Page uses yep. played with a flat. classic harmonies from Michael Anthony and Eddie that this one has the, this, this is the sweet spot for the, the Mike and Ed harmonies. Yeah. I put it at number yeah. four and number four. Yeah. Four. Todd. Uh, nice groovy tune. Uh, nice, nice harmonies. Like you were saying, uh, it was one of the, like you were like you were saying, uh, like this was a non-overdrive tune with a lot of rhythm and stuff on it, except for the solo. And uh, when you listen to it, it's like, yeah, he's he's a solid rhythm player. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't have to be, you know, he has not doesn't have to hide behind distortion uh, to get a good tone or or, or to, to show off his playing. Uh, so I've I've actually ranked that one number three. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, impressive. Intruder yes. leads into Pretty Woman. Yes. Um, Eric, do you want to go first? Yeah. the The interesting thing about that intro, I think it was it was done just to accommodate the video to fill the video time. Oh, really? Because it was yeah, there's a storyline approach to that video, and they needed to fill some time, so they come up with Intruder, and that's something that would have worked on Fair Warning. That oh, dark, that yeah. menacing. Yeah. yeah yeah something wicked this way comes yeah kind of vibe so i i love it yeah i love it or i i i put it down i i got it at uh i got it at number eight uh i could probably put it higher but i i I didn't i didn't feel right putting it above cathedral when so i i just sure yeah number eight all right intruder todd uh, yeah this one was a lot of the uh Eddie's uh squealing horse harmonics influenced elephant sounds you know the squealing yeah, it, it, yeah. i was i was waiting for vincent price's voice to show up <laughs> yeah that would have been great part way through, awesome. through this i mean it, it has a lot of uh remnants of respect the wind 
from um, yeah that movie. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, Twister. So when he's he's doing his uh, his uh, squealing and tricks and stuff like that, it was um, it's pretty cool. Uh, being the intro, like like for the stuff he was doing was fine, but for a song wise, I, I kind of I put it for number nine actually. All right. Um, there's a song that Todd and I did called Dinosaur. Um, and it's got you doing kind of weird, just weird atmospheric shit in it. It was, I think it was one of those jams that we were doing that I recorded and we did in one take and I just called it Dinosaur. And it was just an instrumental-ish thing and you're just making noise and it was kind of cool, but does it work as a song? No, not really. I don't remember that. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was this was done with a cassette deck with that little microphone. Yeah. It's like the sign of the pinhead, and everything's yeah, distorting. With Yumi and Dan just jamming down on bass, me on drums, and you on guitar, and then I just overdub a vocal like after the fact. Oh, okay. It, it was okay, but yeah, this is ranked number nine for me. Yeah, uh, as atmospheric right. uh, score stuff. Yeah, cool, but song? No, it's not a song. All right, uh, Todd, pretty woman. Yes. Pretty Woman, yes, classic Roy Orbison tune. Uh, they did the video on it, and that was played on much music or what? 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 What did we get on the dish back in the day? MTV. It was MTV. it MTV? Yeah. Uh, which was a pretty cool tune, um, and it wasn't their tune. So I mean, I don't, I don't know why they. I mean, that that was probably the like you were saying the highest ranked song or or, or the, the the best single or something that they had made at the time. But um, huge for them, Massive. yeah. And, and 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 we played it. I mean, it was <laughs> we it played was their a, version. We played ver their version. I like their version better. Um, so I I ranked that one seven actually. Oh, seven. yeah. Maybe because I've heard it too many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember at the time it's the only song, the only Van Halen song where we lived that they would play on the radio, on certain radio stations, right? Yeah, the other stuff was just too too far out for 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 radio at the time. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go next. Uh, it's ranked ten for me. I don't like the song. I didn't like playing it live. Um, to me, this felt like watered down Van Halen. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the original song that much. I mean, it was okay. I do like Roy Orbison's version better. <laughs> And I don't know, it just didn't didn't do anything for me. So it's 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 almost at the bottom of the list for me. Eric. All right. So you're gonna agree with me on this then. I wasn't sure what you guys were gonna think of this. I, I have it at, at number eleven. Mm. I, oh. I just don't I don't I don't feel it. I never did. I don't know why. Um didn't help that I played the song a million times um oh, in, in my radio great. days. Yeah, think I mean, of I that. Just, you're probably hating. Yeah, more. yeah, that's why. Yeah, you more. <laughs> but but in in fairness to the band, I was never a huge fan of the song. Anyway, I love Roy Orbison, but this particular song wasn't a huge fan of anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I think if Eddie had done something like he did with Dancing in the Street, coming up with something that made it his own more. Yeah. Let me play this place this higher. But that yeah, they didn't really. And usually with a cover, they. Eddie would invent something, right? Right. It. Like it's not even the same riff, like some of the time, right? It's just kind I of. I mean, like you really got me. It just, it's, it, it just is bulked up, you know. Yeah, yeah. This um, is not in that that category at all. 
right right so yeah but it was a huge hit for him so it was, it's an important song um you know it's just me i i have it at number 11 I wonder Van Halen fans, like true Van Halen fans, not the Fairweather, but like, you know, the people like yeah. us, like how, how this would be ranked. I, yeah, I don't think, fans. I think they would probably be on the same page as us. Yeah. But yeah, if, if you're, if you're a mainstream fan, it, it's, it's a fun song to listen to. It comes up on the radio. That's cool. But yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, the, on the, the radio, I literally turn the radio off. It's that. Right. Right. And, and I, I, I feel it's, it's crazy to even say that if you're just such a being a huge Van Halen fan to say it. But yeah, you just kind of get burned out on it. Yeah. Um, but again, I never really liked the song to begin with. So, yep. uh, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it's interesting that it was a, a hit. You know, I can't recall where it. I don't think it was top 10. It was top 40. Oh, it, was, it might 40. have been top 10. It was definitely top okay. 40 for sure. But you know, I think yeah. it was top 10 on certain charts, but like right, overall, right. like Billboard chart or, or whatever it was at the time. Like, the Hot 100. Or whatever hot 100 it was, yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was on there, but like the the rock charts or whatever, I think it was on those. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just the addition of Intruder, just like I could listen to that. Yeah. And I used to, I, I used to try to sneak that in on the radio. I'd play the... If the program director wasn't to around, I, right, right. So if sure. the CD wasn't around, I would, <laughs> I would, I would pop in the CD and just play the play Intruder with Pretty Woman, <laughs> like I did with uh, Detroit Rock City. I would, I would include the version oh, the of intro? the intro, with, yeah, 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 with, uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the 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 guy in the diner and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's by the way, that's the. Uh, producer of the album who's doing the newscaster's voice yeah, Ezrin, yeah uh, bob Ezrin. yeah yeah everybody thought it was gene but yeah oh, no. No. <laughs> but anyway but my point is yeah i i much try i much preferred playing the the entire version with the intro yeah. rather than just it, the actual song it does itself. that does for me it does elevate that song a, a, yeah yeah a, yeah so uh, that's the end of side one and that completes side one of our review of van halen's diver down with Eric Senich from the Van Halen News Desk. Be back next week when we cover side two of Diver Down.